For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Good evening, brother. Good evening. All right. What do you got for us today, Dev? I say that Westerners attempt to expose every speck of grime and eradicate it, while we Orientals carefully preserve and even idealize it. Yet, for better or for worse, we do love things that bear the marks of grime, soot, and weather, and we love the colors and the sheen that call to mind the past that made them. Living in these old houses, among these old objects, is in some mysterious way a source of peace and repose. Japanese um, view of things in the book I've read from before in praise of shadows. Ah, right on. He just talks about general ideas of, you know, pleasing things. Right. Like aesthetic, you know, the societal aesthetic, I guess, you know, differences between uh, Western and Eastern mindset, I guess. I guess it's a long way of saying we like patina. (laughs) <laughs> I guess it's it's kind of interesting. I don't know. I mean, I feel like hmm, I don't know. And it's I, hard to it's hard to see that. Like cuz in my mind, like a Japanese aesthetic is like clean, um, you know, simple. Obviously there's like wood and stone and you know like but I don't think that's that's a like a patina or grime or like dirt. I think that's it's like, uh, I don't know. I, I just don't see it. Like, I don't see it. I, when I think of Japanese aesthetic, I don't think of patina. Mm. I think of like natural, you know, wood and stone, um, you know, like simplicity, but efficiency, like perfect efficiency with, within simplicity. Um, right. But maybe, I don't you know, know, it's it's leaving certain things. I mean, they can find beauty in anything. Right. So it's maybe leaving a certain wall dirty on the outside, not scrubbing it. Right. You know, through certain things like that. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. You know, um, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting book. But also, you know, Japanese have the old things to keep old, and we are just now getting old things to keep old. You know, (laughs) in, in standards of their old. You right, know, a couple hundred years. It's just now going. Okay, this is a 
really old thing we want to keep, like a cabin or or any right. old or any old home from the eighteen hundreds or stuff like yeah. that. Right, exactly. Something from I mean, Deadwood, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, have right. I mean, you know, our country's you know just a couple hundred years old, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, and the middle of that was the Industrial Revolution, where everything changed mm-hmm. and everything went from being like produced on a single object level to mass production, you know, and industry. So, you know, that was started in America. So it's hard mm-hmm. to. Hard to see that where, like, you know, or the kind of the history of our country is about like how to move forward as quick as possible, how to like move west, how to how to like you know push forward and and be yeah, become and the just, best. And we're just now slowing down, looking at stuff and going back. And what do we want to do? And but also I'm thinking about Japanese homes. There's a lot of you know like rice paper walls. Can you scrub them? Like how do you, yeah? Or do they just appreciate yeah, no, the right, changing exactly. color of a of a rice of a, of a wall and a and a mat, you know, like maybe that's a part of it. Yeah. You know. Right. How do you wash yeah. a I mean one there's of those obviously mats? right. Yeah. I mean cuz I feel like you know like the clothing and the the houses, everything is like, seems pristine, you know, like to, to the nth degree, like everything Mm. is in its place. Everything is perfectly like, you know, like, and maybe that's, maybe that's just part of the mindset is that it's not about having something new. It's about having something that has tradition. Mm. Right. So it's like, it can be, it can be older because it's been like taken care of and, you know, used with like a certain level of, um, you know, attention to detail and perfection and, and, um, and like, uh, uh, you know, ceremony. Right. So like, a, an old clay, you know, tea kettle might have been around for a thousand years because it's been used like perfectly with, with like the entire process of it happening in mind while it's happening. Right. It's not just like this, just a tea kettle to pour me tea so I can drink tea. It's like this tea kettle is here to like heat up the water and go through that process. And then to like, as I pour it, it pours a very specific, you know, pour that pours in that like mixes the tea leaves. And, you know, it's like, it's all part of the ceremony. So maybe Mm. that same thing, right. Opening, closing doors, um, taking your shoes off before you go inside. It's all this like nth degree level of ceremony and each thing and each thing has, it's, it's like, uh, you, you know, enjoy everything for what it is. It's like, for it's life. But that's also a reason you see rebellion of that the total opposite thing at places like Tokyo and the right. and the being the tech country like tech leader of the world pretty much as far right, as right. making computers and robots and things without soul without like mm-hmm. you don't have to go get food by someone who spends all this time making it just go into a vending machine and we'll get you something that will cook in like 30 seconds. Right. Yeah. You know, there's this total opposite. Yeah. The complete back. opposite. You, you, right. get, you yeah. get, you go to expect where someone who's used to that slow process all the time, you know, some people leave and go, yeah, I, we want to do something different. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, you ever watched the, um, yeah, uh, Liziki? It's like L I Z I Q I on uh, YouTube. Mm-mm. No, she's a, a Japanese woman. I think it's Japan. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, probably in her mid thirties. And she, um, you know, went to school, went to the city, became like a business person, like made a bunch of money and then, or, you know, whatever, like kind of realized that 
she wanted to live a different life. She wanted to kind of live a traditional life. So then she went back to the country where she's from and basically like helped to continue to take over. I think what was maybe her grandparents farm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every, th- she does YouTube videos and each one is, you know, they they change over time, but her, the ones that we like the most are like the ones that are like, um, the, the life of, you know, like, uh, the life of purple carrots or something or the life of, um, uh, like peanuts and it'll basically give you like it'll show her preparing the area planning it and then watching it grow and doing other things to kind of like maybe building a bamboo wall will that that will then like help it grow and you know like she just goes through this whole thing and and these videos are you know produced over like uh eight months or a year or so sometimes Right. And she's like, kind of puts them together. So you see this whole, whole process, but it's very meditative, very much just like her doing it, not talking like super beautiful cinematic in this like, you know, gorgeous countryside of Japan and mm. this really old farm, you know, and gardens and houses. And then she, at the end, she like usually cooks a bunch of stuff. So you watch her cook in this like traditional way. And then they have these big meals. It's, it's like the most beautiful videos on youtube i think you know one one of the most you know it's got to be up in the top just to like how beautiful it's done and um that's right that's her she like went back like wanted to go back in that tradition because she lived in the city that was like so fast and so everything was like so immediate and so you know all right so i don't know it's hard i mean i but i will say that like the explanation that like the way it was written doesn't seem to me like Japanese like culture, right? Or Asian culture, the Mm. way like that specific dialogue that you read, the quote that you read, it Mm. seems that seems off, right? I don't know what it is. I mean, it's, I think it's because in my mind, none of that, that I see that culture of like Japanese culture is like grime. You know what I mean? Like patina makes more sense. But, like, the language that was in the quote seemed a little different, you know. Mm. But I mean, it also might be a translation thing. Yeah, right. Oh. Exactly. There's probably some, like, more poetic translation that could mean something different, right? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely relate, right? I love the, you know, I love, a, I love a space that has history to it. You know, I love artwork that shows the creation. You know, I love like old wooden things that, you know, that have patina from years of hands touching it. And, you know, just little tools that are, that you can tell were made with like a certain level of, um, attention to detail that is not necessarily the same that they are these days. Right. And there are, there are some companies that are still doing that, but you know, old Stanley tools with like decorative flourishes and, you know, like leafy patterns and stuff on them for only for the reason that it looked nice, you know, on the outside, you know, some things like that are just, it's a different uh, mindset. Well, like we always say it, it's like, uh, you know, these companies start out with ideals and certain people yeah, who yeah, hold yeah. them to that, and then they get taken over by people who mm-hmm. don't have the same ideals or don't care as much. Like, oh yeah, but we can save two dollars on each screwdriver if we lose the inlay, lose this, and and it's a, um, a slippery slope, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then yeah. then a hundred years later, the company is fine, but it's just you know nowhere. The tools won't last half as long. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can sell. You know, they're selling 
like a hundred times as many and making way more money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but I guess like, uh, you know, making for the masses rather than making for the, like the individual craftsmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, yeah. And it's, it's that thing where you want to support small companies, but also sometimes when people are like really tout that too much, that annoys me a little bit. Yeah. Like right. support, support small. I'm like, well, you're saying that cause you're small. Right. <laughs> when you become yeah. a huge knife maker, you might still say support small to be like, you know, help these other guys out that I like. But it's like, right. it's easy to say when that's you. All you're saying is support me. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you're not saying yeah. support any small business, any small make, knife maker. You're saying, hey, I'm a small business. A small support business. me. Support, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I support other small businesses because I'm a small business. And you should too. Right. right. It's like, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, okay, but... I don't like your knife, so. (laughs) Right, and you know, like, a a big business, right? There's a reason why they're a big business. They've kind of adapted over time and gotten bigger and bigger. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just something funny that people... Yeah, I think think it should be, like, you know, more instead of, like... Well, I guess it depends. It it should be support people that are similar to you, right? (laughs) Maybe, like, you know, like, hey, you know... If you're a small business, you should support other small businesses because you can sympathize and empathize with them. Um, right. But also just because it's small doesn't mean it has any – well. Right. Yeah, it doesn't have intrinsic value because other it's small. Than, yeah, other than you supporting your community. But sometimes as a small business in California, how are yeah. you supporting your immediate community? Not at all. You're buying – there's knife makers here, so why am I going to buy from some guy in Iowa? Right. You know, like when yeah. there's a hundred knife makers in the state of Maryland, that I just didn't buy from. Does that mean I'm not supporting small business? I'm not. Right. Su- I'm definitely not supporting my local community. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky thing. Yeah, it is tricky. Um, I think that's just again, like, you know, that's the 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 market we have now, which is so much more universal rather than just small. So maybe that's the idea. It's like, yeah, you can go and look on Instagram and you can go on to Amazon and go into Google and search and find anything all over the entire world. Um, mm-hmm. but like maybe there's something right in your neighborhood that will work just as well. And maybe it might cost a little bit more, but you know, at least then you're supporting your own local economy, which might, you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's a tricky thing. I remember one time I went to uh sound garden, which was always a, it was a local, no, no, not sorry, not sound garden. It was, uh, what was the other one? Uh, Soundgarden was down in Fells Point. No, what's the the uh, record tape traders? Oh, yeah, yeah, record tape traders. So well, there was a few of those in Maryland. I don't know if they were anywhere else, but it was just a for a long time. It was a where we'd get CDs, right? Right. Yeah, and that was like a few local towns in Maryland had them, and then right, you get CDs and like movies, like DVDs, and a lot of used stuff. Um, the good old days when you would just hear one song and you'd go to the place and be like, all right, I want the whole album. Just like hope. <laughs> Hopefully it's good. Here we go. <laughs> now this one stinks. Um, but uh, and then they started selling records once that got cool again, like in mm-hmm. whatever 2010. Um, and there was that one in Towson next to the bookstore, right? Um, which I went a good bit when I was when I was in Towson. I'd go just to look see what they had. But I remember. Oh, asking, you mean the one next to Yukazu or whatever back? Yeah, when, when it was Yukazu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yep. And I remember going in and like. Hey, do you have this record? And he said, no. 
I was like, all right, I started to walk out. He's like, you can order it, though, from us, and it'll be here. And I was like, ah, no, I'm good. He's like, you know, if you don't buy stuff from this place, we won't be here for long. And I got his point, but also pissed me off a little bit. Right. I was yeah. like, I came in. I asked for the thing. I was willing to pay more. Now there's a certain level. Like, hey, I'm listening to this record. Yeah. Now I am going to order it online or whatever, because I'm not going to wait two weeks or whatever, however long it takes you to get it in and then mark it up. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, do I, why can't I get it straight to me? Why do I have to go through you guys? Nowadays I can, I can order it myself. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I was going to come in here and if you had it on the shelf, I was going to buy it from you, but I don't guilt me into your business. Like. That's yeah, one yeah. of the things. Like, I understand your small local business, and honestly, I right. do miss that it's not there anymore. But a lot, you know, a lot of those things, hardly right. any stores are around anymore. Yeah. But um, it's like, look, I don't know you or your business, right? You and your family-owned shit might be you might be the worst group of people around. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really care that it's family-owned because yeah. I don't know your family. Like, right. you know, everything's owned by somebody. Yeah, like right. so, what your shitty nephew now is a part owner and like <laughs> CFO. Like, okay, so you, so you, what you're saying is family owned. We didn't pick on merit. We just picked on whoever had the last on name. blood. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, okay, great. I'm I'm gonna go order my album somewhere else. <laughs> I tried. I really yeah, did. yeah. I gave Don't you the chance me. to be the middleman. Yeah, yeah, I came in. I look. I look for it here first. If you would have had it, like, mm-hmm. then you would have got the money. And you like, you don't. You're you like, know, and 30, I don't need a middleman anymore. Thirty five year old guy who works at a record shop. Like, <laughs> all right. Don't guilt me. Go somewhere else. It's time now. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about. Um, they were saying, uh, what was it like? I, you know, I've been I've been listening to. <clears throat> the sports talk radio all week since you know the last <laughs> last weekend and, and then all these like stats are coming up about like um the lions and like when the last time they won you know mm-hmm. a game in the playoffs and and like you know the the first like whatever anytime so for the lions if anyone texted that the lions won since last weekend, it was the first time those words were ever texted, ever, <laughs> right? Like, because yeah. the last time they won, texts weren't a thing. So it was like Lions won a playoff game or whatever. Yeah, it's like things like that. It's funny. It was just kind of, and, you know, it was like um, the last time the Lions won, it, you know, nothing had ever been ordered online for sale <laughs> or something. Or it was like something like that. It was like, it's just crazy to think of the the day and age we live in where everything is so, like, immediate, Mm-hmm. Um, and how different and how like, you know, relatively new that still is, you know, I mean, I, and in my mind it's even newer, right? Cause I, I know like it wasn't until like 2010 probably that I got, uh, iPhone, mm-hmm. right? So they like smartphone. And even at that point it was not new, but it was still relatively new. I think it was the iPhone three or something. So it had been out a couple years, <laughs> but, um, you know, even that having a phone with internet on it was only, is only 13 years old, right? No matter 14 years old, um, which is nothing. It's like the blink of an eye. It's crazy. Um, and everything is so, you know, we just take it all for, not for granted, but it's just so second nature now, right? It's like, Oh, I need this thing. I'll just go online and order it. It'll be here in a day or maybe three, you know, it's like, of course it's like, especially things we know that, you know, you, but anything that's like a need, it's just like instantly available. It's crazy. Yeah. We have a, Good. I was gonna say we have a good, we have a great capacity. 
to get used to whatever the situation is. Right. Yeah. Whether it's bad, whether it's a pandemic and we're all wearing masks and no one's working Mm -hmm. and you just get used to it. Yep. You could deal with stuff, whether it's like, you know, a a world war, stuff like that. People, but it's also like the good stuff. We all just kind of, oh, now we can do this. Like, okay, cool. Now now we have AI to help us with anything we want to write ever for free. Like, okay. <laughs> okay, now it's that. Now I can like yeah. adjust. Now I can put things in pictures that weren't there, and it can look perfect. Like, yeah, I just just yesterday heard an ad for Grammarly that was like, now in Grammarly you can have them help write your whole thing for you. You know, because Grammarly <laughs> was always like, you write it, and then it'll like go in and it'll help you. It'll change it a little bit to make it sound mm. better. Right now it's like you just <laughs> now Grammarly has AI. You don't have to write anything. You just type in what they want, and they'll just do it all for we'll you. Do it for it's you. Like, Why don't you just tell it's me crazy. what you want? <laughs> Why don't you tell me what you want? <laughs> Actually, yeah, I was thinking of the reason, one of the reasons why I was thinking about um, like Amazon was because because <laughs> now I've watched most of the first season of Deadwood yeah. since last week because it's amazing. And I also started, like, I got Nicole to kind of watch along with me. She was like in the room when I was watching and she's like kind of invested now. I was like, yes, I love it. Um, but they order a piano at one point, you know, and then it's like <laughs> enough time passes by that. He's like, why do we have a piano? He's like, well, you told me to order a piano. He's like, did I, <laughs> you know, it's like, and even that, like thinking about how long it was from when he ordered it until when it got there, it's like months. Yeah. Right. I mean, and even that, like they are, they're an, you know, a territory, um, town that's unaffiliated with the government, but they mm-hmm. can still order something through a Montgomery Ward catalog and it can make it to them eventually. <laughs> like even that is just mind boggling. Like <laughs> money to be made, people, people Yeah, right. It. Montgomery Ward catalog and he ordered like the fancy one. <laughs> fucking Did you, piano. <laughs> fucking new piano. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made so me good. laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and so you haven't gotten to season two yet? Uh, no, I, I think I was, I was watching like episode 10 last night or something, but yeah. Season I mean, two. I think it's only, it's only like 13 episodes or something. So I'm close it's to tw- it. Yeah. 12. Yeah. Um, okay. season two, I think second episode after Al is beat up. That's all I'll say. And he's suffering mm-hmm. from things and he's, mm-hmm. there's this thing that he does with one of his ladies and it's so funny. <laughs> I cracked up so hard, but, um, you'll know when it comes, but nice i got yes. i got another i got a buddy andy to watch it and he's been texting me i was like yes he like nice. through the first season in like three days did i tell you about the uh comment that i got from uh from, on instagram from um uh from justin miller florida man forge yeah i think he sent me something too <laughs> Yeah, he said, he mentioned after the podcast, he said, uh, I'm ready for an AOC, and then in parentheses, Art of Cocksucker podcast, oh, yeah, yeah. all Deadwood, all the time. <laughs> I think he said that to me, too. The Art of Cocksucker. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> cocksucker. But yeah, I was just thinking about that, right? Like, you know, that kind of order through catalog thing has happened for like a long, you know, hundreds of years now, but, um, but then something like Amazon came along and just had a platform where... It was all there online, you know, it's yeah. like, and now Bezos is like one of the richest people in the world. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, real quick on Deadwood before we go into Axe Talk. Um, yeah. <laughs> one thing I love about that show is a sense of location and place. Mm. Letting you understand where people are 
um, in relation to other people and where buildings are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like to really, like, I, they they make an effort of it. People stepping outside on the balcony, looking at other buildings. They're yeah. across the way. This section's over here. The doctor's over there. This is where these guys sit. They're gonna have to walk through here. Mm-hmm. You know, the gems here. The hotels there. And it constantly reinforces that throughout the show to give you a good feeling that you're in the town. Yeah. I love that. It's so essential in a show, which I feel like a lot don't do anymore. Because yeah. it's either CG or they only build one building, and it's just like, it doesn't matter. The buildings right. don't matter. But in Deadwood, in it, they are part of the story because you know where the balcony is. And if they're standing out front or if something yeah. comes goes down, you know where you're at. And you know mm. who's going to come out of their store and watch whatever's happening. Like, it's so... So well done. <laughs> I like the. There's a scene in the first season where um, it might be like episode two, where Jane um, is standing on the corner so she can look down the street toward mm-hmm. the docks. Mm-hmm. You know the, and then she can also see up the street toward the gem. Mm-hmm. And she's like on a corner. So she's like, I'm standing here. I can see that way, and I can see that way, and I got them all covered. And I think it's um. What's it? Is it uh? What's his name? Who stands Charlie, next Charlie Utter. Utter, yeah. Charlie he's like, Utter. All right, Jane. I'll stand here. Would you? <laughs> he is one of the greatest characters on that show. Oh, he's so good. He's like he's <laughs> he's so loyal and so mm-hmm. good and um and funny. Yeah, yeah like, funny and and just like and uh like tough without being you know over like not seeming tough you know he's like not scared of anybody right. like he's telling people off you know he's like right. somebody i think was like the uh <laughs> he's the a newspaper guy <laughs> yeah, yeah right he's like yo big old fucking feet stepping all over me <laughs> he's like yeah it's in front and then like and then later that episode where the um the newspaper guy like leans over and the guy behind him is like, you, you know, got your, you know, sticking your ass all in my face or whatever. And then Charlie walks by and he's like, hits him on the head. He's like, you have plenty of room. You watch your attitude. And I was like, he yeah, said, Charlie. He said, yeah, I know. Cause the kid was there and he was like, yeah. it just, he sees those injustice. No, he said, you got a rude fucking mouth. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh man. It's great. Yeah. He's so, he's so good. Like mm. they're all just so good. So. Charlie, I know. <laughs> it's like, I didn't know you were, what are they, pay you to hold this building up <laughs> jane's leaning <laughs> yes, against the good, building what a good line <laughs> all right jane all right all right yeah exactly he's always like all right all right because she's so anyway. you know temperamental <laughs> yeah right that's great oh man so good um uh i am drinking tonight i'm drinking two beers but one i'm drinking is uh they're both both from flying dog um, from their IPA pack, but the one I'm drinking and I actually never really put this t- together is uh, their it's their one called Royal Crush Royal mm-hmm. Crush, which is a juicy IPA. Yeah, and on the can it says we have a saying here at Flying Dog: when life gives you oranges, squeeze them until they're dry, and then add a bunch of alcohol. And then it <laughs> says, inspired by the Maryland Shore's most beloved beach cocktail, this one hits you with a wave of bright orange, mm. and carries you out to sea with a subtle sweet finish. So tighten up those swim trunks because you're about to ride a tsunami of citrus but it's the royal crush right so that's the orange crush that's our the one you love one of the great one of the great cocktails yeah and this is really good like they they do a good job it's it's just a it's a six percent um they have a lot of really high stuff but um yeah this one's good it's very orangey which i like so um Watching Deadwood makes me want to take up drinking whiskey more. Just <laughs> yeah, right. have a little bottle in my drawer when we're podcasting, <laughs> pull it out, pour a shot. 
Pour yourself a drink. Um, I'm drinking Stag's Leap, the investor, Napa Valley red wine. Oh, man. Look at you. Get fancy these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why this reminded me of it, but I was just, I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld mm-hmm. um, recently, um, especially like uh, around dinner, t- like at dinner time. Because mm-hmm. we usually like, play a game or do something. We'll eat at the dining room table, but we've been just like watching episodes of Seinfeld on our nice. phones. You know, just put the phone up. Nice. Um, and uh, I was watching the episode with, uh, uh, let's see, it was like Elaine. So they're writing, it's in whatever season, maybe season three or something, they're writing the. Um, the pilot for the uh their show jerry yeah, yeah. yeah and um and they're like they're pretty far along and they're giving the the pilot um the script to like dal ripple the guy who owns mm-hmm. it and, mm-hmm. and then george gives it to his like his therapist so she can read it and whatnot and um and elaine reads it and she's like or she you know you get a scene of them in the in the um in the cafe and she's like i'm not in here anywhere and jerry's like well we couldn't find a place for you you know like we we couldn't there was like you know me and kramer and everybody's there we couldn't we couldn't find a place for you and she's like what do you what do you mean or whatever and he's like well i can't even like write for you i don't know what women think <laughs> and then like jerry or jerry's old girlfriend comes in and, and he and she like compliments elaine on her shoes <laughs> and yeah. elaine's like Okay, yeah, whatever, thanks. You know, and then she's like, I got him for Botticelli. Ooh, Botticelli. And then, like, the woman walks out and she's all, like, pissed off. And Jerry's like, Really? She's (laughs) like, Yeah, I'm really embarrassed. Couldn't you tell? He's like, No. (laughs) I have no idea. Like, she's so angry about it. Like, why'd she have to talk about my shoes? I don't know why that, that made me think about it, but it was just like, Ooh, it's jelly. so good. <laughs> I know, right? She's like, he's like, I can't write for a woman. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. <laughs> it's that classic "What a Woman Wants" line from Jack Nicholson. What's oh from uh, what's the movie? I um, think what what no not about what a woman wa- about no maybe no, it's what it's, a woman. No, it's uh, you're talking about him and um, the blonde chick from Mad About You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't think of the movie name, but it's not what what a, what women want. It's something think, else. Yeah, it's and he's about, uh, yeah, I don't know. he's uh, yeah. And then there's that woman comes up because he writes novels. Mm. She's like, oh, I love your work. How do you write so well in the perspective of of women? <laughs> and what's his line is, uh, I just think of a man. And then I take away all reason and accountability. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Uh, That's classic. (laughs) It's vanilla. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a good one. (laughs) What is that uh, movie called? I don't know. It's like it's like on the tip of my tongue, but as good as it gets. Yeah, that's. I think that's it. As good as it gets. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. good job. (laughs) Um. All right. Yeah. What are you doing here? So, uh, other than the snow, which has been cool, we got some snow last weekend. Still here. We're going to get more tonight. Yeah, I know. It's great. I actually had, um, so in Baltimore city schools, we had off on Monday cause it was uh, Martin Luther King day. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday we ended up getting off as well because the snow happened on Tuesday, which is great. <laughs> and then, uh, and then Wednesday we had a two hour delay because of how cold it was. Yeah. So I had a partial day on Wednesday. Today was a normal day, full normal day. Tomorrow we have off because of snow. 
<laughs> so I had a, a one and a half day week this week. Oh, baby. <laughs> and I got paid for all five. <laughs> and then Saturday, we'll have a big football game. Woo-hoo! Yeah. Good week, then, hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. And then Monday is my birthday. Yeah. So oh, I get a baby. little extra, extra long weekend and a, you know, mm-hmm. pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, so uh, what I've been working on, I, I uh, think I maybe mentioned last week that I was, that I rehandled the axe. Oh, did that happen last week for... um. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the boys' axe that I got the handle from uh, from Tracy from Bastion Head. And, yeah, he talked um, about that. Yeah, so um, I, I finished like the handle on that and all, and I talked to Tracy. You know, he like mentioned that he's like a very much a um, you know function over form. So it's like it's got to work mm-hmm. right, and it doesn't really matter what it looks like. I mean, it matters, but it's most, mostly about function. So I've been trying to keep that in mind when I've been finishing the handle. Um, because the handle that he gave me is one that he made. It's an octagonal handle, so oh, not cool. oval, but octagonal. Um, and like the the fawn's foot or the you know palm swell at the end was very like straight cut at the bottom, and you know very like utilitarian. So I've been like adjusting it a little bit, you know, like so cleaning up all <laughs> the facets so that way they're really even, you know. So like there's still facets there, so it's still functional. But they're nice and even and like symmetrical, so I like, kind of cleaning them up a little bit. I did Wait. around the bottom. God, so so he made his own handle, or he just yeah changed it. He made the handle. Then why does he? Oh, it's a collaboration, or it's no, no, no. So um, at Maker Camp, I talked to him. I was talking to his wife actually about uh, about the edge material that they have this like plastic or this like uh, hard plastic material that they put on the edges of their draw knives and stuff when they're selling them or when they're using them. Mm. And I asked her about where they got them, and she told me what it was. It's this um, kind of edge material that's used for the transportation of sheet metal. I mean, you have these like, big pieces of sheet metal that are like you could c- c- kill you because they can cut you open if they're you know the edges are sharp right. so they put this kind of edging on it and they get it from a retailer where they are and so we kind of chatted about it she told me the name and stuff and and gave me some information about where i could look it up and then not too long after that after maker camp tracy reached out and said hey you know we were talking and you know we want to send you some of this like some of the stuff we have we'll send you like a length of it you can check it out mm. so i gave him my address and he sent it and he also sent three handles um, cause he makes his own handles. So he just sent a couple of the handles and they were, you know, kind of shorter ones. One, one was about like maybe 22 inches and the other two are probably like 18 or 17 inches. So kind of, you know, shorter, um, hatchet and, you know, small ax handles. Um, so I'm just using one of those for the first time. Okay. So it's a handle that he made, you know, so he has like, he, like from ash, you know, so he's got harvest this ash and then lets it dry. And then he cuts these like handle blanks out that he can take places. Especially like at maker camp, he was, um, there were handles, like you could bring an ax head and he would let you, he would give you the handle and then you could handle it there at maker camp. Mm. Um, and they had some ax heads to give away as well. So they were like, you basically walk in with nothing and go away with an ax that you did. You, you, you like handled yourself. Right. And they nice. had draw horses so you could kind of shape it and put it on and seat it, put the wedge in and on. Um, that's cool. So I think when he goes to different shows, he has those. Um, so he makes a lot of them. So he sent me a couple. So that's what I was using. But like yeah. I said, I, I'm like taking it. I'm trying to like keep in mind the function part, but then also, you know, keep the, the, the form as well right mm-hmm. so like i want it i want all the, like the facets to be even i i you know rounded the bottom a little bit so it looks a little bit better i kind of changed some of the angles so it like feels nice but also looks nice and 
um, I did end up going over like all the surface with um, like where I would normally sand the surface of the handle down so you couldn't see any tool marks. I like kind of left some of them on the different facets so that way it would add a little more texture to it. So like trying to like balance the way I would want to do it and the way he would want the handle to be done, you know, like how he would do it since just kind of like an honor of you know the handle <laughs> the way he like, would have wanted i could try yeah just try something different just to like you know yeah. why not you know I've, I've like handled hundreds of axes so you know why not try to thousands 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 cadillac well you think i've never ridden a cadillac before thousands ridden hundreds thousands ah <laughs> this is the Deadwood Seinfeld podcast. Yeah, welcome. That's right, exactly. Yeah, welcome to the rest of our lives. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have some some other axe videos coming up. One that you suggested, which I think we've kind of talked about and you know tossed around as an idea for years, which is the uh, going to a hardware store and picking out um, you know a hardware handle and how mm-hmm. do you pick out a good one? Because there are plenty of good hardware store handles. You just have to know what to look for. And um, we've kind of talked about that in a video before where I like started with a handle that I got and I told, and I talked about why I bought it for the way right. I did. Right. But um, I think, I think what your idea is like going into it, like following, going into the store, searching through the handles, you know, see if we're successful when we find one or if not, you know, then we go to another store, you know, so that we can go from like Home Depot, Lowe's, Ace Hardware. Those are like the three that I have around that I know are going to have handles. Right. Let's see if we can find one, you know. Yeah, I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it without getting asked to not record something. Maybe you have right, the GoPro yeah. and you, like, just hold it as you're walking around. Right. And then when you find something, I'll have the camera and we'll just shoot right. you talking about it. Right. So yeah, I'm not, right, I'm exactly not like, so following it's... you around with the camera up, you know, getting right. a lot of attention. We just kind of walk in. And you have the yeah. GoPro. You could even put it on your hat or something on your chest, or you could just right. kind of hold the thing and just, you know, yeah, walk in, hold it with your left hand or right hand, and just sort through stuff. And you know, it just shows you going into the place, going to the to the axe area, right? Yeah, so you get that experience of you know finding where it is. You know, talking about okay, how do we find this? <laughs> right. You know, is it where where the axes? You know, where the mm-hmm. handles? Like, what are they? Where they hide them? Which aisle? You know. And then just shoot and have you talk about it and do it for, you know, five minutes. Maybe someone would ask us what we're doing and then you yeah. either say, like, hey, we're just wrapping the, we're, we're just, we have a YouTube channel and we're just showing people how to find a good axe. And if they ask us, go, we'll go. Or we just ask, yeah. like, can we do it for, like, two more minutes, wrap this up, we'll, we'll get out of here. Right, yeah. And, you know, like, I, I don't, we're not going to. We're not going to run run into anyone who has the authority to turn us away at like a Lowe's or Home Depot, right? Well, I mean, those people the managers can tell us to leave. Yeah, but they're not going to. They're not. There's not going to be enough exposure where we are for that to happen. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, it'd be different if we walked in and you're filming me the whole way, and we go past the like customer service and we're talking like. That might drum up some interest, you know, where someone. But you know, if we're just walking down and shooting in an aisle, I mean there's like so many people do so much stuff with their phones on like all the time talking like you know like everyone like 
you know, just video chats all the time and they just hold their phone in front of them and talk. Like, it's so annoying. Like, you're walking down the street and people are like talking, <laughs> oh, you, yeah. hear their, you hear their conversation, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> put the phone against your fucking ear. Like, there's a reason why you have a phone. Like, you don't have to hold it in front of you at like a speaker and talk to it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that pisses me off. <laughs> I don't know how people can even hear. I know, right. Half it's the so, time, yeah, they're just like geez. talking all loud and like, can kind of hear the people in the speaker talking back. It's like, but... like it's a phone right you don't need to no one else needs to hear the other side of the conversation yeah you don't even need to see them you're just walking around yeah i don't even like other i don't like people to hear my side of the conversation you know (laughs) like i try to like talk as quiet as possible with the phone that's close to my mouth you know if i'm like out in public yeah it's annoying but (laughs) yeah so i feel like you know there's so much of that though that happens like i feel like people just don't even don't even see it anymore you know it's just like part of the background yeah, but yeah, so, so, I think fun. yeah, we'll do that one day in the next week or two, and yeah, and then maybe you can take it home. We'll just do a time lapse of you hanging it, and then we'll like right. wrap it up with a yeah, maybe yeah, a, show a how it looks on the handle, you know, the axe or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll do like a um, you know, put a comment or whatever. We'll give it away or something, or doing do a uh, raffle or something, and sure. Donate it back to Lowe's. <laughs> no, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. You know, make it and give it away. Yeah, to you know somebody. We'll see. That'd be good. Cool. I like that. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah I think that's cool. You know, I- save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I think um, I think that's information that um, it's out there, but it's not uh, it's not like shown. Right, because it's not the flashy side of making axes, which there are a lot of people on the internet now, like who are all about axes and about showing how beautiful they are, which is great. I love it, but you know, but it's the very much the like flashy side, right? And the majority of people who are out there don't care about what the handle looks like or feels like. They only Mm. care that it does what it needs to do. Right, that it's like on their axe, it's not going to break, that, you know, and it's going to work, and they're going to chop wood, and they're going to lean it up against the wood pile, and then walk inside, and it's going to sit out there in the snow, and it's going to keep on working, <laughs> you know? So, right. so I think that's like, I don't know if that's the majority of the people on YouTube who are looking at our videos, but it is, it is a, you know, there's a big, like when I, when I started in, in my interest in axes, you know, I looked up lots of different stuff about, how to get a good axe and like, what am I looking for and how do I find it and how do I hang an axe? Yeah. So, so the interest is there. People need to know the information is there. So, and I, I I like those videos. I mean, that's, uh, I like those videos that will last Mm -hmm. because that information will go on that. Hopefully that video will be there after we're done making stuff. Like it'll just be around. Right. Exactly. That information is not going to get old as we know, since, Hanging a metal axe on a wooden handle <laughs> is right. thousands of years old. So people still chop wood and still like make firewood and yeah, you so. know. And it, I, 
like speaking of views and it's there's a funny thing when people get a lot of views on shorts and on Instagram things I just it it's great and maybe I'd say different if we're making a bunch of money and getting millions of views off of like our aggressive chip Instagram right yeah it just it has no not no stay to it right yeah it's like this randomized thing yep that it's like uh, I, I don't know it it still feels good, obviously, when, yeah. when you get a hit with something or, or a short. But it's just like, it is nothing. It's uh Yeah, there's no substance. It's a right. roller coaster. Right. Who Who's talking? Someone. I don't know where I heard this. <laughs> it might have been from, like, Meat Eater. I think it was from Meat Eater Podcast. They're talking about the um, adventures and stuff you have. But they were, they were putting it in the way of, we have this, like, long week of not hitting like hunting and not getting anything right and but we end up telling those crazy stories over and over that's a type of fun and then there's roller coaster fun it's great yeah but it doesn't stay with you you're never gonna tell a story about the wild cat at hershey park right exactly so i think a lot of these little shorts are like roller coasters like it's, yeah, it's great like but adrenaline rush it doesn't you know? it doesn't mean anything it's it right. but you know i also don't want to hate on people who make those and get and start getting positive traction and then they get then they do get love through their instagram because all of a sudden they've got like ten thousand more right. people and that's helpful for them right exactly and i think you know it's, it's just a, i think it's the opposite it's not the opposite of what we try to do but it, it's just a it's just in a different realm that we have to get used to and work on as well. Just like yeah. how the three shorts we did of the last video got more views by far than the actual yeah. video itself. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, I think the like uh, shorts and um, reels and those to me, they're all, they're all advertisement for the videos. Right. Mm. So when people make them, yeah, they're yeah, like, but they're advertisement for, I mean, not an advertisement in the grand sense of like, this is the thing we're trying to send you from here to somewhere else. Right. So a lot of people use those as like, here's this thing. We're just trying to get your views to send you from here to here to then buy this thing. Right. right? So it's just, yeah, that's a, it's true. like, right. it's like a sign like, Hey, we're over here. Right. It's great. Oh, ad- got, yeah. It's yeah. great advertisement for a business. And that is right. very useful. If you can get a hit, like someone like right. Brian house, if you can get one of those videos that also have a million views. And right. so then, but, and you're also selling something. It's not that you're just dancing or you're like, you right. poured an acrylic or you, you hung a handle. Like for some reason it was kind of, it called on, right. but then you can bring that traction to your, it's just free advertisement. Those it's definitely worth it, but it yeah. on its own, it's not its own work right. of art. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I agree. And, and there are a couple of different content creators that are out there that don't, that really are like that the end goal for them creating content is just Instagram or like just reels or just, um, you know, stories or, or, you know, or whatever, like, and that's fine, but I feel like I always want more, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, and (laughs) yeah, it's not like some substantive. It's not right. It is. It's a nice thing, but it's fleeting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just and not always, the same thing as making full videos because some people only do that, which is always weird right. to me. Yeah. It's easy to jump from you, like we always say, it's easy to jump from YouTube to Instagram or anywhere else, TikTok, right? Because you are, but to jump the other way is, a, yeah. But I, yeah, I, th- I think, no, you got your point. 
I was gonna say I think there's um like there are some creators out there and that and this annoys me is like if I'm scrolling through something and it's like you know it it starts off whatever they're like oh check out this thing I did this and this and this and like I'm they almost show you the ending but they're like check part two for oh, yeah. the next part of it you know and I'm like right ah! you know <laughs> especially if it's someone who I don't follow right because then I'm like okay well do I really care so like all right let me click on them and go into their reels and like how <laughs> fucking far back was this thing is it like right is it the last reel I saw or is it because I'm now on it it's happened three months ago and they've yeah. like put out 50,000 reels since then and I'm never gonna find it again and that pisses uh-huh. me off uh-huh <sighs> yeah it's just it's so like that yeah that's even worse and that's even worse than like part one part two part whatever of youtube video you know at least yeah. i know i can go you know i can go to their channel and find it all there and it and like i can see how many parts it was you know and be like okay it's a six-part series do i really care you know like yeah right. maybe i do like but it's like when it's some random person who you don't care oh, about yeah. Yeah, uh, and you just—the only reason why you're seeing it is because the algorithm has picked it up, and and you maybe like something that's distantly, remotely related to what it is about, and then all of a sudden it's on <laughs> right. your feed, and like, I don't, I don't care about that, you know. But it, it is so addictive, though. <laughs> just like scrolling through reels and stuff, it's like, well, that's why I think yeah. it's not an advertisement for your your other channel or your bigger videos. It is a good advertisement for your business. But like when I see something that I like, I rarely ever on a short or a thing, go like hunt it down. Right. Yeah. Well, I got to see what else that maker. No, I'm, I'm past it. Cause I only took it in for 20 seconds and I want to yeah. take on the next. It really is. I think it's ruining YouTube as far as, because they're, yeah. they're just pushing shorts and they're, and even I do it. Even someone who doesn't like it, I still spend, a while on shorts before I start yeah. looking through just normal YouTube's to watch. Oh, right. Yes. Like, ah, it's so annoying. And I'm, I realized I wasted like 20 minutes watching nothing <laughs> when I could have watched a real video of something. Uh, right. That exactly. I, like, Oh, we, we waste yeah. so much time. Yeah. And that's, that's why, you know, I'm not, I'm not adverse to like putting up a short or a reel that kind of shows the whole process right really quick. Right, because then it's still doing the same thing our videos are doing. It's mm. giving some information. It's showing this. It's documenting this thing that I enjoy doing from start to finish. Right, so I give you everything in one. It's like, but it's just it's a shorter version of it, you know. It's and, like, and and it, but see, that's the thing. It forces people to do that. It really yeah, has because right. if if our videos got views, we probably wouldn't worry about it. Right. But since they get yeah. less views than they did, like we gotta scramble to keep up with whatever they're pushing yeah right you know so yeah. you're like well shit i guess and i it's happened to like we talk about all the time it's happened to a lot of big channels right where they'll have like two million subscribers and they put out a great video and it only gets like sixty thousand views right. i mean and by only you know we'd we'd be happy with that nowadays and but yeah when they've but in had relation right yeah, yeah in relation, relation to all their videos people, all of a sudden yeah. it's like yeah, that's yeah. just not being pushed, or there's just yeah, so you many have two channels. million people who are subscribed to your channel, and and only that whatever that percentage is, like it's like a one percent, you know, like <laughs> of of people are actually watching it. Like, why, you know, right. why are you even subscribed to my channel if you're not going to watch? You know, it's like if, of course, we can't watch everything we're subscribed to, but. And they you know, just, like, would, it's because they're not, they're not pushing it and shorts are taking up time. Like, right. Exactly. Like when I scroll, yeah, when I scroll through my subscriptions, it's like short, 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 short,
uh, I don't want to watch, you know, like I, I wish there was a like, you know, when you go into subscription. Maybe you can do a filter. Like either, yeah. yeah, either video or shorts. And I see I'm the opposite. I rarely do, which I've been doing more because they don't show me anything I want. But it, it's just like whatever's you've been watching lately. Yeah. So I watch two videos on this thing. Then uh-huh. all my other subscriptions are just, I can scroll and scroll and scroll. I won't see any of them. And every That's once in a while, you know, you'll go like, hey, whatever happened to this you know, video? This guy. Yeah. And then you go back and you're like, oh, shit, they've been making good stuff. And then you go back and watch them. But you, it just takes you going like, because for some reason, they just stop showing whoever. Yeah, it's... And you go back and you, like, rediscover them. Like, oh, man, they've been making stuff for six months. I haven't I haven't been showed, like, one of their video to watch. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, right? And, yeah, obviously each channel has the diehard fans, the ones who are going to watch everything you put out. You know, they'll search you out no matter what, you know. Yeah. But but the diehards are so... But that's just... You know, yeah, it's just hundreds or maybe thousands of people, and that's it. Yeah, even for the right. biggest channels. Yeah. You know, you'll have... You know, someone like Wrangler Star or or Duresta. I'm sure he's got twenty thousand people who watch every video. You have right. that guaranteed number, then you have everyone else who loves him but will not watch every. You know, or you know, yeah, right, yeah. So you really, really only have or a smaller channel like us. We've got a thousand people who will watch every video, but right. that's not going to do anything. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird thing. It's a weird business <laughs> we're in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I don't know. Um, yeah, one of the other videos, uh, another axe-related video we're thinking about doing is the uh, the Hatcheroon, which mm-hmm. is the Shepherd's Axe Hatcheroon, which I think will be really fun. Um, I really enjoy. Um, I've been really enjoying, obviously, blacksmithing, and you know, and so when I combine those two things, the one thing that I have done very very small amount of in all of my making years, especially with axes, is do anything with hardening axes, right? Because I'm always just modifying an axe and I'm doing my best not to ruin the temper and the blade. So it stays right. hard. Right. But with, with the hatch rune, the one that I made, I had to re harden the blade because to be able to heat up the, the hammer end to draw out to the spike, I had like the whole head gets hot. Yeah. Right. And so, so that'd be kind of interesting. You know, I think that'd be cool kind of doing that, like working back through that process and showing it and, um, and then making the, the walking, the long walking stick handle, which is fun. Um, but I, yeah, I like, I like the idea of that, um, that video, right. Cause it kind of combines the multiple things that I like, which is the, the ax stuff. And then also the blacksmithing stuff. And I don't think there are a couple of people who have done, um, you know, like, uh, walking axes or shepherd's axes, but that's not a very, like, I can't, it's really hard to find anything about them or people who make them. Um, online, so hopefully that'll mean that you know it'll be something interesting that people haven't seen a lot of, right? Know, and cool. then then the Viking stuff come up. Are we allowed to yeah. talk about that? Is that I think so. Yeah, I don't think it's a secret. I mean, because we talked. To, I think it's out there. So Devin's referencing the the YouTube knife maker challenge. Is it out um, there? I think it's. Um, I think when we had the the end of the last one, they talked about mm. the next one is going to be the Viking challenge. Mm. And if it's not, it's fine. It's like people know they're expecting another maker, you know, YouTube knife maker challenge. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's the Viking challenge, which is opened up completely. Um, and I kind of went, kind of started thinking about what I want to do and something that you and I have suggested and talked about over the years is doing um, an ax modification. You know, another X mod. 
Mm. Um, so I thought that would be a really fun way to make a Viking axe was to do it in a way that, you know, normal people could do it. Like if you want something that looks like a Viking axe, you don't have to forge a Viking axe from scrap, you know, from scratch. Like you can actually take an axe and you can modify it and make it whatever you want you yeah. know, and, and show show the process of doing that and how to how to be really careful with um you know keeping the blade cool and whatnot so that way it stays you know and then and, you know come up with the design and then obviously we can use a laser to do some cool like laser uh, work yeah. with designs on the axe head would be fun and then yeah you know how do we what do we do for the handle and how do we attach it and how do we make it look a little older you know so it's like like really really fits the purpose of the viking axe without um without using it losing its usability which is really fun too oh so. baby we i'm gonna have some fun with that thumbnail yeah maybe you have, <laughs> have like you upon thing. a ship or something you know <laughs> a long right, boat a, a viking <sighs> village in the background on yeah, fire or something now, yeah, you know now like, we're cooking <laughs> And I was like, hey, there's there we said this last week, but there's your like use of AI, right? Mm-hmm. Like make those cinematic like <laughs> thumbnails, bring the people in. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited now. Yeah, um was I it, just uh, want to do the thumbnail. <laughs> it was uh Burke makes stuff, Andrew Burke. Do you, mm. do you follow him on Instagram? Uh yeah, yeah. We he's met him at Maker Camp, right? Yeah, yeah. He's got the uh, he just recently put a, a picture of like himself, his face oh, yeah, like, yeah. AI on like three yeah. different bikes. He's like it's crazy. Does he ever wonder what I would look like as a Viking? <laughs> I was like, I was like, Yeah, this is great. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. amazing stuff. Yeah. So I think that'll be fun. I really like the idea of like these like couple axe videos and um I think should, the the markets out there. Obviously. Should we just um Back out now because we can't do it. <laughs> just we're not gonna make it, Dennis. <laughs> just so sorry, you know, brother. We just we just know. We'll talk about. We'll be really excited, but <laughs> give the option to someone else. I did tell him no flaking out this time. All right. Because unfortunately, we had you know we not had to, but you know we just we just yeah run out last time. last time around it was a lot of stuff going on, especially with you about to have the baby. So yeah just didn't couldn't work out but this one i think this is like a video that i actually have been wanting to do for a while and so we'll definitely get it i think it's uh what's from march april or something is it's like mid to late april when the video has to be out so we got plenty of time <laughs> that's what we say every time <laughs> oh like again i don't you know it's gonna be march is... 22nd we'll be like all right we gotta get that thing started <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> it's coming down to it. What do you, got? you got to be here like tomorrow or the next day and the next day. And how, like, do we have time? Can we, can we the... push it back two and a half days? Because I don't know if I can. I'm up all night and in this shit. <laughs> Deadlines, man. Shit. And we want to. Uh, we want to have a full time YouTube channel. It's ridiculous. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but those will be fun. And uh, I was trying to think of like other. You know, like I have some. Um, you know, like a laminated handle, which I'm doing right now. I think that'd be fun video and stuff. There's some other like, there's always fun. Like I can always do something with axis, but uh, you know, we try to try to mix it up. So we'll yeah. have to do we'll have to do like we'll do the store bought handle, and then we'll maybe we can do like another quick something else that's different. You know, or maybe maybe it's the handle and then the hatcheroon and then something, or maybe I don't know. We'll figure it out. But or we just put out three X videos in a row. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, all right. Nobody's going to watch them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, 
Uh, let's uh, let's go over our uh, our picks from last week from the um, from the playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. See playoffs. See where we uh, where we landed, and then uh, we'll make our guesses. We'll make our 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 what is it called? Our uh, picks. Our choices for this week's game. Yeah. All right. So last week, um, number one, we had Browns versus Texans, which we both chose the Browns. Yep. And Browns lost, so we both got X's for that. Joe Flacco <laughs> couldn't do it. I saw uh, there's this. I don't know the Instagram people might know. It's this guy who does like where he's just different people in the same conversation, you know? Yeah. Where he kind of yeah. makes fun, and it's like him doing football stuff. So he's like talking about he's just different quarterbacks who like got mm-hmm. knocked out, and it's like Joe Flacco, and it's like Tua. I'm like, ah, well, we tried, didn't we? And he's like, you know, it's rough for us. Joe's like, you did not. He's like, at least I was slinging the ball, trying to get some yardage. He's like, you just kept checking down and throwing down. <laughs> like that. Nice. He's like, we are not in the same category. <laughs> you shut your mouth. He's like, at least I was, I was making, I was throwing downfield. Yeah, right. I got picked, good, but you good, know, good old I was Flacco. Trying. Yeah, he. Oh man, bless, bless his. He's. I mean, he is the best quarterback the Ravens have ever had. Now, yeah. if Lamar wins a Super Bowl, I will change my stance on that. Right, yeah, but, um, exactly. I mean, brought us a Super Bowl and kept, I mean, so many playoff wins. Yep. Always was in it. He's the man, so. Yeah, yeah right. I saw, I've seen a couple, um, you know, Instagram posts and stuff of, of like, thanks joe like thanks for you know whatever it's like you see him wearing the browns uniform and he's like taking it off underneath and it's a raven's uniform it's like once a raven always a raven <laughs> going I know, and I was, sabotaging the I, browns. I was i was relieved i was rooting for him but i did not want to face him no yeah exactly not yeah that, he might have you know he might have whooped us and browns were good this year they got us right. once i mean they yeah. could have they could have come and beat us texans are tough too but um mm-hmm. i would yeah. rather play the texans than the browns right now yeah, exactly. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to lose to Joe. I also don't want to beat the mess out of him. You know what right, I mean? Right. So yeah. Like, there's no. There's no win. You know. I'm. I'm happy to whoop up on the Texans if we can do that. But uh, right. Exactly. And I'm happy for Joe that he like he's playing again for the Browns and he did pretty good with them. Like that's great. Right. He'll you be know, back like, next year. Yeah. And he can maybe. Yeah. Retire with a little bit more money in his pocket. Yeah. Right on. And uh, and get a a fan base <laughs> that loves him. Yeah. All right, so uh, next game was Dolphins-Chiefs, and uh, I chose the Dolphins, you chose the Chiefs, so you won that one. Yeah. So that's uh, one point for you. Um, Game after that was, I'm just going to order that I wrote them down. I can't remember if this is the order that they played, but this is the first three games of AFC. Um, So Steelers-Bills, and we watched the Bills beat the mess out of the Steelers, which was awesome. That was fun. So happy. Yeah, that was great. And we both chose (laughs) the Bills, so we both got a point there. So you have two, I have one. Uh, And then um, Packers-Cowboys, that was an unfortunate game. Uh, Cowboys (laughs) got slaughtered at home, which was so funny to watch. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, so you chose Packers. I chose the Cowboys. So that's another point for you. So right now you're up three to one. Um, we both chose the Lions to beat the Rams, which they did at home, which I was happy for them. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Eminem was there, happy, oh, happily, yeah, that's right. <laughs> happily chanting on his team. So funny. <laughs> kept showing him. And then it was like all the commercials had him in it. And I was like, oh, geez, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah, we both got to point that. So you're up four to two. And then uh, the final game of last weekend was Eagles versus Bucks. And you chose the Eagles and I chose the Bucks. And the Bucks won. So that puts us at. You have four points from last weekend, and I have three. Which is, not is that, is that right? Shabby. Yeah, so we 
Yeah, so you. But you I have three. You, I have three correct correct choices, and you have you one have, correct you have choice. Four. No, you have four, and I have three. But we, you know, we both have. Like but we both picked Chiefs. the same. But but the ones that we differed, didn't I win on two or three of them? I guess you, I won two of those. That were where we differed, and you won one. Correct. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So your your win, you got you you guessed these are your winners: Chiefs, Bills, Packers, Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, we both chose the Browns, which we were wrong on, and you chose the Eagles, which you were wrong on. Yeah. I had I had Bills, Lions, and Bucks. Bucks is when I chose. You chose Eagles. I chose Bucks. So. Fourth. Round. Okay. Next divisional. All right. So divisional round, we have four let's, games this weekend. Let's just knock out Ravens. Okay, Devin and Dustin. We're both obviously choosing the Ravens to win. Texas mm-hmm. Ravens. So Ravens. Dude, Jimmy Eat World's gonna play at halftime. Really? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man. <laughs> nice. We've we've been having like medium-ish acts, like pretty much every game. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm like, I'm not too interested. One was oh, there's a couple good ones, but this is like the biggest like rock band that's come through so i'm excited about that yeah right on that's cool jimmy how i mean what is that like do they do is it like like uh super bowl halftime where they kind of do like a medley or do they just play yeah you now you get like yeah because the whole you halftime is only what 15 to 20 minutes so right you have to get right into it you gotta be set up and they play like how many songs you can fit in like 10 minutes yeah right it's great (laughs) it's 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 fun i'm gonna i might Stay and watch that. Usually, it's funny. Once halftime comes, there's a rush to the um, media food lounge. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. and ever because there's like get a line food. and there's like a uh, way you can get through. I spoiler alert. Not no, not spoiler. I'm sorry. Pro tip: you go to the end of the line first. Mm-hmm. At the end, you go. I guess it would be not to the back of the line, but to the finish. You know, right? Because yeah. that's where they keep the desserts. Uh, and a lot of times they'll put out candy <laughs> so you can get yourself a Snickers bar or whatever you want first because they will, they, you know, by the time you get there, they're gone. Ah, uh, so you grab right, the so snacks you, you first. To the, yeah. To the, to the end of the food. Line. Uh, yes. Right. Yes. Grab yourself yeah. with some peanut M&Ms, <laughs> throw them in your pocket, <laughs> then head to the back and they'll hook you up with some tenders or crab cakes or something. Yeah. And right. They're not going to run out of that. You know, no, like yeah, they got all food, that stuff, right? but you got to get the good desserts first. <laughs> so you go to the end, and no one cares if you go to the end of the food line. Right? Yeah, no one, no, yeah, no one. I just walk yeah, right, just up, up, take what I want. <laughs> nice. And I hop awesome. in line. Pro tip. All mm-hmm. right, so that's AFC. That's one of the AFC games. The second AFC game for the week end is Packers 49ers. No, that's NFC. Uh, is it? Yeah. Is it Lions, Lions, Bucks, Chiefs, Bills? Oh, Chiefs, Bills is AFC. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. All right. So, so AFC we have yeah these two. Okay. So our second AFC is Chiefs, Bills. Um, what do you think? I think uh, it's hard to root against. Not root against. Hard to pick against uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, well, I think he hasn't showed me anything great this season, but I think the Bills are hot. I don't mind rooting against. I like the Bills, but then we're going to have to play them. Um, I'll take Bills, I guess. You can take Chiefs. Maybe we can. We we got to get one or two that are yeah, separate. 
sure. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, like I said, I think my my gut reaction is that it's going to be the Chiefs, mm-hmm. um, except for the fact that just have not been as hot as they have been in the last uh, couple years, and their receivers just can't catch very well. Yeah. <laughs> Every time, I, th- like, I, I think, think I'd you know I think I'd something. rather see the Chiefs. Yeah, than yeah, the Bills I think so right too. Now. But yeah. but right. I will say the Bills are going to win. Yeah, I'll be much happier if we beat. Patrick Mahomes than if you know like if we win against I'd, I'd rather win against the Chiefs than win against the Bills well, I don't know the Bills what's what's uh, Josh Allen he's he's the man yeah he's he's pretty good yeah he's no joke yeah I was just listening to him watching him run all over the whoever they played last week he's I w- you know I'll, I'll say about that game I was I watched that and I was talking to my buddy guy and that one long run he had um, for like whatever yeah, was, 30 40 yards yeah his longest like touchdown ever or whatever I, I will say that it is and guy was like yeah that's bullshit run though because he did a little because they do now they've been doing these little fake almost oh, like they're gonna slide or whatever oh that's so you got and and every the defense are so afraid just yeah. like what was the other game where he was already down and someone hit like he was sliding but they hit him and they it was a huge yeah, I forget yeah, who it was. It was might have been right. against the Steelers. It's like, what, but he wasn't down yet. Like you can't just fake and then slide at the last minute and not expect anyone to hit you. Yeah, right, I do exactly. hate that. If you're going to run as a quarterback, you better be ready to get slammed. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And if you're so, going to slide, slide before anyone is like going to hit you. Right. Right. Like yeah, you see them coming. Make it very obvious. You're going to mm-hmm. slide and then slide. Right. And then if someone hits you, then it's then it's very obvious that they hit you and they should be penalized for it. Yeah. You. you know? But it's you like, have to intentionally. You gotta. I mean, Lamar does it when he's done. He's done. He slides quick. He gets down. Yeah. Right. You shouldn't you do a little like a little move like you're kind of going down and then people back off and then you do a then you embarrass them. Right. And then go buy yeah, them that's... just because they're forced to treat you with uh, white gloves. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah, I, I can't, can't, be, can't try to pick up like three, four yards on a slide. Right. <laughs> it can't be like oh, I'm going to try to get this last little bit and then slide. Like you, yeah, you need to know you're getting the first down and you're sliding before anyone's Fast, within five yeah. yards of you. You know, yeah, like yeah, slide you got to be sliding early. Yeah, I think yeah, and I like yeah. If they slide and the tackles already starting at the same time you can't call that which they've been calling which is ridiculous yeah, these yeah, someone's already going down to tackle you right. need to let them get ready for a tackle which is the movement of going low trying to get below their head and chest and make a tackle but they just don't but anyway so yeah. still um yeah bills and you got okay. chiefs all right so nfc side we have packers 49ers mm. What do you think? I'm thinking... um, I'm thinking 49ers. Yeah, see, I'm thinking 49ers too, but I might go with Packers just because of, like... How how well they did against the Cowboys. Um, I'd like to see them beat the 49ers only because. So th- that's the thing. It's like who do I want to win and who do I think will win? Like <laughs> I think the 49ers will win, but I'd rather have the Packers win because I'd rather face them than the 49ers, and just out of to keep to keep. But but we we slam the 49ers, so we kind of we kind of have their number. Knock on wood. Right. Yeah, but now they're like maybe they want to get like a revenge, you know. Yeah, but once you get your ass beat that bad, (laughs) it's like okay, you can try again, but we already like all our guys were beating all your guys constantly. So we're gonna we're gonna if it's a close game and we beat them, then you're a little scared, like ah shit, they're coming back. But if it's a blowout like it was, I mean maybe they make adjustments. But once a blowout's that big, you're talking about one on one domination. Right. All our guys are beating all your guys. 
Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm right, I'm yeah, just gonna exactly. say I mean the easy pick. It's a one versus seven seed. So I'm gonna say 49ers. Yeah, right. Okay, 49ers. <sighs> I guess I'm gonna go with the. I mean, go dogs. go with who? Back. Go all right, all right. I'm gonna say go with you. Who you think's gonna win? Yeah. If you think pack, um, you should uh, you should uh, brought to you by Fanduel because it's a one <laughs> versus seven seed, so you can make a little money if Packers win. Yeah, right, there you go. <laughs> Put twenty bucks in it, you probably make yourself sixty bucks or something. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, I was thinking also like with you know when you get beat that bad, like if you come back and you're also st- you're getting beat again that bad, you're not like you're not driven to prove a point, right? The point's already been proven. This right. other team, you're is way better than your team. Yeah, it's right? not like it's, shit. We got robbed, man. It was yeah, it, right. You know, exactly. It was one play. It was one this. It was a bad call. Yeah, no, right, it's, exactly. it's you got yeah. stomped. And even and, yeah, so that second game, if you're if it's starting to go bad for you, like you have the motivation, like come on, we can't let this happen again. Like you know, last time was a fluke. Let's not let this happen again. Like, but if you got beat the shit out of the first time, <laughs> right. and it starts happening again, you're like, oh, here we go again. You know, like right. I can't beat this guy. I can't cover this guy, or right. we can't yeah. get to the quarterback. Whatever our schemes were aren't working. So. All right, well, mm-hmm. and then for the last one, Lions-Bucks. Lions-Bucks, I'm going to go with Lions. Um, you know, I think they're having fun and doing good, and I think that's fun for the fans, and I think it's been fun for the team, and their coach seems like he's having fun. Like, I think they're they're kind of in, like, they seem like they're almost in the same boat as us, although the fact that we did beat the mess out of them, too. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, I feel like they're having fun. Right, they have yeah. a good team. And yeah, they're, they're loose. Fun. They're loose and good. They're loose, right? Exactly. And, and I think that's that's hard to. Um, and Bucks have to go to, and you got another uh, again, a sunny team going to Detroit. Uh-huh. Yep, soft boys down there, man. Softies. These southern teams are never. Well, I wouldn't say they're never very good. It's just a. Uh, I feel like you get soft. Yeah, you just no, I agree. Do. it's the beautiful weather constantly. And then you get up here, and Raven's been practicing. You know, you got to plow the field, and then you got to go out there surrounded by snow and run plays and practice and work. And yep. you just, you're in it. You're used to it. It's like that first day of real cold winter when you're shocked. Yeah, and, then, right. and then two months later, you're just used to it, used to shoveling, used to getting, you got your jacket. You know exactly, mm-hmm. you've... You know exactly what outfit you need to wear. Yeah, you've honed all, your, all, all your these, experience. All these yeah. foot players know, all these football players who play in the cold, they know the gloves. They know the face masks yeah. that doesn't bother them. They know the the layers they need to wear. Yeah, right. They're not bothered. Yeah, it's true. So there you go. I'm going to say all Lions. Right. You're picking Lions as well. Okay, cool. All right, well, we have... Uh, we're matched on Ravens and Lions, and then we have opposite on 49ers and Packers, so it'll make this interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and get a little comeback win this weekend, and you're up by one point, but we'll see. All right, cool. Um, so my recommendation this week is thinking about a uh, multiple, multiple, multiple part series. Um, is a, <laughs> uh, a video series from Neil Kamimura, um, knife maker in Hawaii. Um, and he's been doing this uh, knife build. Um, he's building a kukuri, which is like uh, his the style he's doing is in the Jason Knight style, which is what he learned from Jason. Like you know, he's but he's making it, and it just he's he's really interesting to listen to when he's like in his own element in his shop around people that he's comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard him on a few different things, and comes off a little bit like conceited sometimes or a little bit not conceited but a little bit like 
on the greatest thing that's happened in knife making. I think, yeah, I and you and know we what? mentioned this before. Okay. I think, yeah, and I think that can happen just like if someone hears our conversation about bitching about shorts and how we think our videos exactly. will last and our our, our videos Ooh. are like this this piece of art and people are like, all right, like, shut up. Like, it's not that serious. It's just a YouTube video. So yeah, I, right, exactly. I feel like in the the right angle, anyone can, anyone, anyone who, can anyone like who's that, proud yeah. of their work can sound like that. Right. And that's the thing. Like, I, I definitely don't hold it against him. Like I've, I've seen him, like I've seen him enough times, like shout out the people he learned from that. I know he's like, he has a humbleness to him. Mm-hmm. That's like, this is what I'm doing. This is why I love it. These are all the people that have helped me. I've learned this technique from this person, this technique from this person. Um, and here, seeing him in a shop and just like working and talking to people and laughing and like having a good time. And he's like really down to earth and is the way he thinks about knife making, which I really like. Um, he'll often like talk about something that, uh, you know, most of the big knife makers will tell you is wrong. But he's like, it's worked for me, fine. You know, like, yeah, I do it this way, and it's it works fine. So you can do it that way. Like, it's not wrong. It's just a different way to do it. And maybe it's not as consistent as, like, someone else's way. But so it's, like, it's kind of fun hearing him and watching him go through. So I've really enjoyed the videos, and they're all really long because it's very much like a you're just hanging out in the shop with him and they're capturing all of it, like his conversations and whatever he's doing. And he's telling you about the knife work, but he's also goes off into these like side things. And, um, it's, he just put out part four. I think part five is coming out soon, but each one is like over an hour long. It's just like going through the process. Like, but you know, if you think about the process of making a knife, it takes multiple hours. So he, he kind of yeah. joked about it. He's like, yeah, if you come to my shop and you try to learn from me, he's like, you won't get any of this information. He's like, cause he like, I might get you started, but then I want to work on my own thing. So you're not going to really learn. He's like, this video is really what you're learning. Cause you're actually with me the whole time. And we're talking about stuff and I'm telling you stories. And so it's been fun to, fun to watch, fun to listen to. Nice. So yeah, check it out. That's, that's, um, I think it's just his name, Neil Kamimura on, um, on YouTube. But his uh, kukri build part one through five, or well, it seems like it's going to end at five because he just did his like handle glue up on part four. So I think it's just like handle shaping now. But maybe there's more. Who knows? I would, I wouldn't mind more. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, yeah, I love those. I like I said, we we talk about those that type of thing all the time. If we could also we could go places and and be with people like that and yeah. spend a day. I would love right. to do that. Um. Mm-hmm. Mine's a little different. It's uh, uh it's called well the video's video's got a long name. It's from Bird Dog Um Austria. Bird Dog Legends Over Vietnam. Shotgun thirty three, Dave McGowan. Um it's the old Orioles PA announcer's name is Dave McGowan and he's a Vietnam vet, so he'd tell us stories. Cause he uh, was he flew a, a little plane, um I forget what bird dog plane or a little just a little one engine, tiny little, you know, it's like a uh, Cessna old school, you know, kind of that thing. And they would do recon and he'd have all these crazy stories, but he goes in through the stories. It's like an hour long. He's just talking to another pilot about it. Uh, That's cool. So he's great. He was always. What's his name? Dave McGowan. That's right. Yeah. Um, Nice. So just look up bird dog Austria. We'll put that in the, um, in the, in the whatever us uh, but yeah he's he's great notes he's yes. uh you know no bullshit he had a he kind of tells what he did and and he has this thing where he would um 
they, they put rockets on those planes and you would uh-huh. kind of, and he talks about how he would find enemies and do recon, but also people shooting at him. And he's, mm-hmm. he, he brings up this point where he's never looking forward. He's looking out the side and back of his plane because when people see a plane come, they don't shoot at you. They shoot at you when you pass. So he's always looking back, and people come out of their hiding, and they pop, take pop shots at him. And then he'd circle around. <laughs> he's got this this story of he would always have juice glasses and grenades because what he would do is he'd pull the pin and the clip. You know, the clip has to stay closed. Yep. Stick the grenade in the juice glass and drop <laughs> it out his window. So when the glass breaks... The, the grenade the opens up, yep. and then it's it's just a little a mini a bomb. You just stick grenade in juice glass. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's how you would bomb people. Jeez. And you know, like how, how many of those can you have in there? You know, like you're like okay, right. I'm thinking, yeah, we like, I, I this little teeny plane. We're at work talking and making jokes like, who keeps stealing all the orange juice glasses? <laughs> yeah, right. It's Dave. There he goes, <laughs> flying up. He's gonna go <laughs> drop something and try to drop something on someone's house. I don't know. <laughs> But he's like he's like honest about it, you know. It's like he would go and do recon. People that shot at him, he would try to, you know, try to get yeah, back uh, at him yeah. and circle around and find him and, and try to be as accurate as he could. But Vietnam, what's the, and you know what's the great quote from Big Lebowski? Um, what's his name? Rusty, dirty, dusty. The uh, the Dan Dan whatever. Uh, what's his name? The main character, the other character. Yeah, where he's yeah. like. This is <laughs> this isn't Nam. Is John there's Green. yeah. This isn't Nam. There's rules, <laughs> like in bowling. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. This isn't Nam, man. There's rules. <laughs> no rules in Nam. No rules in Nam. You just shoot at what you can. It's crazy stuff. All right, cool. All right, everybody. Well, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you don't forget to head over to YouTube. Uh, it's funny. I had one of my students say, it was like, Mr. Howard, when are you going to put out another video? He's like, I'm dying here. I want more videos. I'm like, hey, man, we're working on it. I know. It's, uh, it's, we've been, I mean, with the new kid and the schedule and stuff, but. Uh, yeah. But we're working on it. We'll uh, you know, we're, we'll get there. We're, we'll get back on it. Yep. Yeah. So head over to YouTube. Check out what we got there. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think. Share it with your friends. Uh, you know, tell those those one thousand fans that are watching all of them. That, you know, <laughs> it's good to be there. Here us over here. Uh, you can also follow along on Instagram at the Art of Craftsmanship for you know seeing what I'm doing, and then you can also follow along with Devin at the Art of Camera Guy. And uh, and then if you want to support us a little further, you can head over to Patreon.com forward slash the Art of Craftsmanship, and you can support us there. I think our uh we've got like a one dollar tier. So pretty pretty easy, like a dollar a month. It's uh not much, but you know, it all helps on our end. We really appreciate it. So uh whatever you can do, support us however you can. We we appreciate it. And then, you know, just by listening it helps. And just uh send send the flock back to the videos and back to the content and uh <laughs> see what it does. Keep us alive. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, Dev. My pleasure, man. Everybody else, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.